Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro, and I'm a partner in the Private Equity and M&A group at Steckman Elliott. For today's podcast, I'd like to welcome our special guest, Ben Gibbons. Ben is the managing partner of Waterpoint Lane. Waterpoint Lane is a private investment firm that's focused on investing growth capital in the sustainability of our food system. Ben, thank you for joining us today and welcome. Thanks, Mario. Great to be here. Ben, I'd like to start by talking a little bit about yourself, about uh, Waterpoint Lane, and about what uh, what Waterpoint Lane does. Sure. As uh, as I, I'm sure you know, and uh, for the benefit of, of the, the listeners, um, I'll pick up a slight accent over, over the phone. Um, I uh, originally from Australia. I grew up on a, a sheep and wheat farm uh, in central New South Wales, so um yes, some of the the story of Waterpoint Lane uh, is is a little circular to that. Um, I, I moved from from the farm to to Sydney, um, studied engineering, and, and ultimately kind of found my way to to investment banking in in Sydney. Started a large corporate end of the market, but uh, relatively quickly found my uh, my calling in, in the mid market space, working with with entrepreneurs. I uh, I met my now wife in in Sydney. She's she's Canadian, and uh, I followed her back across to, to Canada about ten years ago. And uh, you know, for, for the better part of the last uh, ten years or so, I've been in professional services firm in the in the M and A uh, capital markets uh, space. Um, as, I, as I mentioned, you're really kind of focusing on on mid market companies. Yeah, I think a couple of things happened um, over the space of the last couple of years that uh, you know allowed me to to rethink about what was important to me. Is I'm sure has happened to a, a lot of the listeners out there. I um I've got a, a two and a half year old daughter now. She uh, she's certainly helped me think about uh, priorities uh, from from my perspective. And then obviously uh, you know COVID came along uh, about two years ago, and you know I got to the point where where I really wanted to start marrying up. Um, a a personal passion that I had with with you know probably my reengagement with with food um, with with my professional career. I think some of that that reengagement with our food obviously was, was driven by we think about what we're going to have to feed our daughter and you know, you know, my wife and and I certainly got a, a lot more focused on on where our food comes from and and you know how it arrives on our plate and you know the, the ability to. Uh, you know, think about how we can be um, you know, influential, I guess, as much as anything on our food system you know, led to, to some of the, the, the thinking around Waterpoint Lane. I think the, the domino that, that really fell, though, uh, you know, happened in, in early 2021 where a family office that I'd worked with over the years approached me on a deal that had come across their desk with respect to a, a plant-based food company and uh, you know, asked me for my thoughts, and, and I think I think I gave them the feedback that uh, I'd write a check into that deal, and, and uh, you know, they said to me, "All right, well, if you write a check, we'll write a check, and let's do it together." And that was really the, uh, you know, the the, the first uh, step into into you know, formally launching Waterpoint Lane. So, you know, I put a plan to them, and and you know, we we had a lot of alignment in in the way we thought about you know the 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 opportunity in, in the sustainability of food, and so. You know, Waterpoint Lane was really born at that point in time. So, yeah, you know, I officially launched in in August of of 2021, and the the goal ultimately to to uh, move the the needle on sustainability of of our food in in Canada in particular, but you know, with it with a bit of a, a lens over over North America, and you know, it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. But um, you know, ultimately, I think what we're trying to 
to focus on is, is opportunities to drive impacts from a, from a health and, and kind of climate change perspective to uh, you know, to get to a point where um, you know, the, the product that uh, that we're all eating is is kind of grown in the most sustainable manner possible. And Ben, the, the focus of Waterpoint Lane then is, I know you go out, you seek these companies, you uh, which is kind of your, your first goal is to find these companies that need some growth capital, and then you kind of connect the capital to the company. Is that ultimately Waterpoint Lane's goal, is to connect that capital to those growing companies or companies looking for that capital to grow? Yeah, yeah. At, at its core, um, you know, Waterpoint Lane is an is an investment firm. So we're, you know, I've I've partnered with a uh, with a group of family offices and, and high net worth investors, and and you know, certainly talking to um, you know more and more every day um, that you know obviously looking to make a meaningful impact with with capital that they have um, to to deploy into into the marketplace. Um, I uh, you know, I've got a pretty robust. Uh, network and and certainly pipeline of of deal flow that's uh, you know, coming to fruition and and has come to fruition and and we're in the we're in the process of deploying that capital so you know I, I um, create a, a investment vehicle and and have um, you know investors that partner with me you know I write a check into every deal and and have investors that that kind of partner with me on uh, on the deals that obviously kind of speak to them so. You know, we're generally, you know, in the in the um, one to ten million dollar kind of check range that we're writing into into these companies, and um, as you said, you know, growth capital investor, but uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, focus on being value added capital. So, you know, we're we're focused on this niche, um, and we're certainly, uh, you know, in the in the process of of being supportive to, to these companies as they're looking to grow. And then can I ask you, I mean, you've done a number of investments already. What, what can I ask you a bit about the kind of companies you invest in to just give us a flavor for the type of activity? And uh, I know when I've seen what the companies, you they're, they're all super interesting. <laughs> like they're all so unique. Uh, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about some of the companies you've already invested in. Yeah, for sure. The mission statement of sustainability of our food system is, is a, you know, a broad statement. No, I would be the first to admit, and I, th- and I think obviously means a lot of different things for a lot of different people, depending on on kind of where you sit in the value chain, especially. Uh, I, I think there's you know there's three core themes that I am certainly currently focused on, and um, yeah, they they kind of work up and down the supply chain. Um, you know, the first one is is an increase in adoption of regenerative agricultural practices, and at the end, at the end of the day. Um, an increase in, in soil health as being, as being the primary outcome. Um, improving soil health is a probably underrepresented uh, theme in in our climate change story. And if we can make meaningful impacts to improving soil health in in you know a lot of areas, you know Canada, the US, and and others, um, you know we can have a pretty significant climate change impact. Uh, the the second area is uh, reducing food waste throughout the, the supply chain. You know, we lose upwards of you know, 50, 60% of our, of our food throughout the, the you know, production supply chain and consumption cycle. So and to the extent that we can be better at how our food gets from, from farm to fork, um, again, you know, pretty significant opportunity to um, impact you know, climate change, food security, food sovereignty issues that obviously exist on a global basis. And then finally, uh, an increase in consumption of sustainably grown products uh, for, for consumers, so helping them you know, kind of understand you know, where the food comes from um, and, and getting 
um, you know, more sustainably uh, grown food on, on the plates of consumers. So the, the first investment that we made was in a company called Holy Veggie. Um, they're a, a veggie forward plant-based food company. They source 100% of their, their produce um, from sustainably grown uh, products in, in North America and Europe. Um, they're a GTA-based company. Uh, Lean and Mean, they, they operate. They're, they're a product innovation and, and uh, branding company at heart um, and outsource a lot of the manufacturing capabilities to, to third-party um, suppliers. They're, they're growing significantly. Um, they've got uh, a pretty cool product innovation pipeline and, and their focus is, is kind of you know, putting the veggie at the front of the, you know, the meal. And I think if we, if we all you know, thought about an increase in consumption of, of you know, sustainably grown fruit and vegetables as, as something that we, we probably could all do um, to, to improve you know, health outcomes as well as kind of climate change impacts, then I think uh, you know, we, we'd obviously be in a much better place. Um, so we, we, uh, we invested in them. Um, that was actually the, the, co- the company that I partnered with, the family office, and then we, uh, we officially invested in them through the Water Point Lane structure in, uh, in October of, of 2021. Um, the second deal that we invested in was in a, uh, a software company out of Calgary called Provision Analytics, which is focusing on the, the food safety and compliance space and, and supporting the digitization of, uh, of a relatively antiquated paper-based system um, but a, a significant outcome of, of their process is to support a reduction in food waste through you know, better traceability and, and uh, um, better management of, of processes like recalls, et cetera. So, you know, we're excited to partner with those two, obviously directly impacting our um, you know, two of the, the three verticals. The third investment that we, we um, made and, and we're kind of working on a, a second closing on, on this one is uh, – is with a soil health company uh, based in the US that is uh, focusing on uh, the use of microalgae to uh, to support the the increase in organic matter of, of soil and ultimately improve its uh, its ability to to retain nutrients and uh, and improve uh, uh, you know, uh, plant yield, um, increase water retention capabilities in the soil, etc. All all that to say, um, you know, um, provides a positive benefit to to the farmer. In terms of their their ability to reduce uh, inputs that they need to put onto their uh, farm, but also improving yield, and uh, that obviously generates a it's a, a win win scenario for for both the company and obviously the uh, the farmer itself. Ben, I have to ask, where do you find these opportunities? They're so interesting. These companies sound absolutely fascinating, uh, but it must not be easy to find these kind of or, or or maybe I'm under like how do you find these opportunities? Yeah, I think I think it's a myriad of ways. I think you know, one of I've got ten years of history in the uh, in the in the deal world in 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 North America. So you know, I've got a I've got a robust network that has been built up over over a decade of of kind of working in the kind of deal sector as much as anything. But um, you know, over the last you know, six six months that I've been one hundred percent dedicated to this space, I've been you know, very active in talking to. You know, associations, um, you know, other players in the space, et cetera, making sure that uh, you know, they're aware of what Waterplant Lane is and, and is focused on. And you know, deal flow is coming to me directly as well as you know, my proactive reach out now. So it's uh, getting a, a win-win scenario. You know, one of the hardest parts of raising capital in our marketplace has been uh, minority capital for growing companies. For some reason, you know, there's venture. Yep. 
and obviously larger companies, but there's that muddy middle, you know, uh, you were there. When you interact with the owners, what is the reception to what you provide? What, what is the feedback on what you're providing to these companies? Yeah, I, I think that the feedback has been super positive um, to date. I think, you know, to your point, um, you know, it, it is a inefficient marketplace generally where, um, you know, these companies have kind of started to often fall between the cracks of, of some of the, you know, the, the more well-known institutional investment and, you know, groups that are obviously in the market, um, you know, kind of, as you say, you know, sometimes it, it's easy to get that, that kind of your know, first capital between angel and venture funding and then, you know, once you're at the private equity stage, but it's that 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 kind of growth capital in the middle there that has become, um, or has always been, you know, relatively inefficient. Um, I think that probably more um, significant impact though is is the fact that I am you know, solely focused on this food sustainability space, and and I think the 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 values alignment between most of the companies that we're talking to and have spoken to and what Waterpoint Lane ultimately is trying to drive in the marketplace is, is something that has resonated with, with the companies. And, yeah, the, the investors that I've, I've worked with and are working with, you know, that they're aligned you know, not just from a, from an outcomes perspective on, on uh, the, the economic side, but certainly the uh, um, you know, non, uh, non-quantitative outcomes such as the broader impacts. And we're, we're definitely um, spending a lot of time you know, working with the portfolio companies, we're going through the diligence process, and certainly as we're we're working on you know, helping create value post closing on on you know, broader uh, issues outside of the you know, the financial metrics that you know a lot of you know, more traditional um, you know, growth capital investors might be focused on. So you know, things like diversity, equity, inclusion, um, you know, principles, and and helping companies get further up the speed on that. You know, that, that's generally obviously smaller companies, but you know, we think, you know, time and value can be created, um, you know, through those types of initiatives as well as, you know, broader impact initiatives through obviously, you know, um, environmental and, and kind of climate change, sustainability metrics, et cetera, and understanding, you know, the footprint and the impact that they're obviously creating with their, with their solutions. Ben, I know this space means a lot to you. It's a space that has, you know, personal and purposeful uh, meaning for you. Uh, but at the same time, Waterpool Lane is looking to return results for investors. I mean, you've obviously done the analysis on on why this space is attractive to the investors. You do it every day, I'm sure. What makes this space attractive from an investment thesis for your investors? What What is it about this space that uh, you know speaks to investors? Well, I think it's 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 ultimately it's where it's where the world actually is going, and you know it needs to go there. Yeah, I think consumer preferences have have started to drive. You know, companies to start to make you know, some broader announcement. We've seen large CPG companies say that say they're going to start to source product and and you know their supply chain is they're going to start to leverage you know, regenerative agricultural practices, etc. You know, you know, few people know what that means necessarily per se, but uh, you know we're starting to see that increase in transparency requirements by by consumers and you know th- there's a lot of change going on at the you know, CPG level as a result of that in terms of, you know, sourcing, traceability, et cetera. Um, then, uh, you know, the, at the regulatory end, um, as I, I think I've mentioned, you know, climate change is, is kind of driving outcomes. And, you know, some of it's, it's you know, through, through government funding that, you know, you know there's, there's a lot of funding now available to, to companies that are you know, starting to think more sustainably and, and 
you know, create innovation in this space, you know, as well as, you know, we're going to get to a point, obviously, and we're seeing some, some pretty impacts, obviously, at the moment with you know, inflation and, and you know, commodity pricing, et cetera, where, you know, changes to practices are going to start to be start to be required. And so, you know, we just think it's an exciting space to be in and, and that the economic returns uh, are married, you know, by, uh, by the impact opportunities accordingly. And I always ask our guests a question about where, where the market's going and where they kind of see their their business going. And I wanted to ask you in, in that same regard, two elements of that question. One, where do you think the food sustainability space is going from a growth, from an opportunity point of view? And then two, you know, you are on the front lines of, of growth capital and providing it. And where do you see that space going and, and its potential for growth? You know, it's always been a challenging space for small middle market companies in Canada. So I, you know, obviously that's just exciting about having you in the marketplace, but do you, do you see more of this coming? Do you, do you see yourself as, as part of the crux of maybe a new focus on capital for these, these type of companies? Yeah. Look, I, I think on, on the market side, I think we've seen a fundamental shift at the consumer level, which is, which is driving change um, throughout the food system, you know, from, from the consumer all the way through to the regulator. So I think with consumer-driven action driving sustainability in our food space, I think um, you know, consumers are going to be afforded more choices. They're going to make better um, choices. So I think we're probably at an inflection point as much as anything where I think the market is only going to continue to um, you know, make leaps and bounds over the next uh, you know, five and ten years. You know, the food system has been around a long time. It's, it's, a, it's a big system, a lot of moving parts. So not something that, that necessarily changes overnight, but... Uh, incremental change is certainly uh, you know happening, and I think that will uh, you know, create an exciting time for for innovation and therefore uh, you know investors and, and the investment community more broadly. I think you know in terms of people like Waterpoint Lane and and others, I think I've you know seen you know, since I've been active in the in the marketplace, there is you know a number of firms out there that are looking to you know either be a part of this uh, ecosystem or certainly contribute to it in a meaningful way. And I think we're starting to see from large pension funds down, you know, this, this increase in focus on, on sustainability and, and kind of purpose-driven impact investing, um, you know, whether it's specifically called impacting impact investment or not, or whether that just becomes the norm of, you know, where, where a lot of the, the, the capital flows in any case. Um, so I think, you know, the, the opportunities for, for you know, people like Waterpoint Lane and certainly for, uh, you know, companies that are innovating in, in the sustainability space you know, within the food system and more broadly, I think are going to be you know, increasing. You know, I think you know, we're at an interesting time with, uh, you know, with the state of global affairs that uh, you know, risk capital is, is you know, I think has been abundant of, of the last couple of years, you know, notwithstanding COVID. And I think it's starting to you know, be a little bit more discerning. So I think that's why you know, having... Uh, a lot of focus on on the right capital, partnering with the right companies, I think is going to be probably more paramount in the in the next couple of years, especially. Ben, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been great to get your perspective on uh, on both Waterpoint Lane and what it's trying to do, but but also on uh, growing companies in the sustainable food space and and how you're supporting them. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Pleasure, Mara. Great to talk.